Thanks for joining us for today's message. We want to encourage you to visit NBCOcala.com if you would like to support this ministry financially. You can also send us an email to GodStories at NBCOcala.com if you have a story to share about how God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Help me welcome our internet audience, would you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Well, I'm glad to be back, but I got to tell you the truth. I sure was glad to go too. We just, uh, my family and I, we just returned from a four week kind of a, I don't know, a mini sabbatical, so to speak. And it was really wonderful for us. Um, I watched service every week. Um, just kind of, not just to check in. I'm not that kind of guy, but I wanted to be fed, you know, as well. And how about that summer series, huh? How about that? that? We left you in good hands. And, uh, you know, it's a little scary. I'm, I'm rejoicing, but I'm also a little afraid that I could be gone for four weeks and everything ran by itself. It went, went great. Went, went great. Uh, but special thanks to uh, Bernard Scott, to Lee Gilligan, to Ed Funderburk, and to Scott Williams. And uh, just uh, wonderful. And guess what? We're going to have them all back again too, okay? And um, our break was really good for us. I've had a lot of people say, Pastor, you look so rested and fit. And I had several people every service milling around tell me that they think it looks like some hair's coming in. So I'm thinking about taking another four weeks off and just just to see if that's the case. So we had a wonderful time. Uh, I've had several people say, what what what'd you get in your heart while you were gone? And it was just such a time just to kind of decompress and reset and to enjoy family and slow down a little bit. At times it was ultra weird for me, I just got to tell you, just because for, you know, 26 years you do certain, and I'm, I'm very much a person of routine and so forth, and, and so I'm used to be doing this, and so I had to pretend that I'm not supposed to think about this and that, and, uh, but God was good, very refreshing. I think my biggest takeaway is just the goodness of God, just overwhelmed, you know, just at his goodness. And uh, I thank you for, um, you know, that we could get away like that and then had um, so thankful to our staff and our dream team and, you know, just to have a great summer series that we could truly unplug and go and not worry. And uh, that was, that was just a fabulous thing. My only complaint is all those guys got to preach with the cool van and now the van (laughs) is gone. But uh, anyway, um, real quick, uh, we went, uh, tell you about our break a little bit. We went to the mountains, uh, Smoky Mountains in Tennessee and, uh, spent about a week there and had a beautiful cabin, but the world's smallest kitchen, <laughs> uh, which created frustration for my beloved. Um, but we had all my kids and, uh, the two that are married, their spouses and then my two grandbabies. And so that was just a wonderful time. Even though we saw beautiful things and, you know, did all of that, I just kept paying attention to, to my people, which was a wonderful thing. Then we came home for a while. We were home a good, good portion of, of all the break. And uh, then we went up to my brother's. He, uh, he and his family are in Thomasville, Georgia, and a beautiful area, Thomasville, beautiful little town. And uh, my brother and I just kind of reconnected. And we didn't have any strife. We didn't have any, you know, brokenness like that. But over the course of life and time and distance, you just end up not, 
you know, not close. And, and God did a wonderful thing there. We were able to really uh, reconnect. And I have in my heart to encourage some of you, you've got some family members like that. And even some that you've got some broken things you know about. I would encourage you to pursue it. And God, God will go ahead of you. But it was a beautiful time with my brother. We came back and did some other stuff. I didn't shave much at all. Uh, I don't think I dressed up at all. We played a lot of ping pong. I had daily naps. Can I get an amen? Um, we ate good. We did all those things. Um, and then we uh, went and spent a few days um, uh, up near Jacksonville at the beach up there. And uh, um, mountains, woods, and the beach. I think the beach was the most refreshing, or maybe just because that was at the end. I got a couple pictures. Let me show you a few pictures here. Uh, th- most of all, it was th- this dynamic quartet right here. Uh, my Greta, who uh, is about to return back to Southeastern University in Lakeland. She'll be a sophomore in college. I can't even believe it. And then my Gabriel, that is a sophomore in high school at our, at our academy, and then my precious wife. And we just had a blast. That's actually in Tampa. We went down to Tampa and had a dinner on the bay there one day. Go ahead to the next one. Uh, we went kayaking and uh, had a blast and saw monkeys and gators and everything else. And um, that picture is before I got my tan. And um, <laughs> just saying. And, and one day we were out kayaking and we got caught in a total downpour which was a blast. It's like when you're a little kid riding a bike and you get caught in the rain. It's like, yeah, you know. So I was going to go ahead on the next one. Uh, we went bike riding, got in a lot of bike riding, which was, which was fun as well and good for us. And go ahead to the next one. And that's my brother and that's in Thomasville. Um, we semi look alike, but we do not sound alike. He is so Southern. I mean, it's just crazy. You'd think we're from different countries. But uh, we, had a, we had an incredible time with my brother and his family. Go ahead to the next one. And I caught that fish. That was one of three, and that's the smallest one that I, that I caught. Okay, go ahead to the next. Uh, in the middle of our, our break, our precious uh, Kiki, Queen of the Lanai, we had to put her down. And uh, that just broke our hearts. Our hearts are still mending on that. You animal lovers know what we're talking about. And uh, so go to the next one, hurry. Um, My grandbabies. And uh, whenever they're riding with us or whatever, when we get in the neighborhood, we let them stick their heads out the top. And and, uh, Alicia caught that picture, just precious, precious. Go ahead to the next one. And uh, this was up at the beach, and that's Greta and I sitting on the beach. Uh, one morning at sun, sunrise, and uh, Alicia caught that. So just, that's precious. I want to keep that picture. And then go to the next one here. Gabriel learned to walk on his hands. <laughs> I didn't attempt it. And uh, then one more, shark's tooth. No, y'all, that is a big shark's tooth. It's more than just a woo, okay? And that was during shark week, Okay. And I found that puppy. That is a, a man's hand. That's my hand. And that's the tooth right there. So, okay, forget it. But, uh, all right. Uh, real quick, we're going to get into the message here in just a moment. Before we get into today's message on his, not mine, everybody say his, not mine. I want to go ahead and talk to you about the message next week, which is in the series, his, not mine. And uh, I've been praying, I've kind of been working on this, I believe that the Lord has put some things in my heart, and very important that I do this. 
But next week, I want to share with you a response and uh, I believe a proper perspective on the Supreme Court's recent decision concerning same-sex marriage and also some things we need to understand about the court. And uh, it'd just be important we do. Here's, here's a couple of things we have. We have the authority of Scripture. We have the complexity of issues. And we've got the value of people. And we somehow have to address that. And look at me. We've got to get this right. Do you hear me? We've got to get this right. And Jesus came into a, a broken and confused world. And how did he show up? He showed up full of grace and truth. And so I want you to pray for me this week that I would, I would tap into God's wisdom and courage so that we can present to you, I believe, a proper perspective of, this, of all that is entailed in this uh, and doing that with grace and truth, okay? And so we'll be on that next week. You better be here, okay? And uh, it'll, be a good, it'll be a good time. How about we get into the Word today? All right, good deal. And I've, I've been having such a good time preaching this morning. I'm going to preach again after this. So if you want to stay for fourth service, where, where's it going to try? Psalm 24, the earth, watch this, every word counts. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people, which includes you, say that's me, belong to him. Why don't you read this with me? The earth is the Lord's. And everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. And that takes us to our title, his, not mine. Go ahead and say that again. His, not mine. The earth, everything in and on the earth, everybody on the earth, they all belong to him. His, not mine. I believe my assignment and certainly my goal uh, with this message, especially today, is to settle, to settle this fundamental, hear, hear what I'm saying, the fundamental and pivotal issue of what we call ownership. Ownership. Go ahead and everybody say ownership. And we have to settle this. Ownership is a big deal. And we're going to unfold some things today. Who does it all belong to? Whose is this? I mean, that's just... That's just part of life, you know. You've got your name on stuff. You know, remember your mom would write your name on all kinds of stuff when you go back to school, like in fourth grade, you know. Your lunch box, the back of your T-shirt for P.E., I had all that stuff. Uh, Lee told me that when he was in college, this guy showed up and had a computer, and his mom had written his name on his computer, you know. Because we got to know whose that is. You go to Starbucks and you order a drink and, you know, a few minutes later, somebody's going to hold it up. We've got a grande uh, uh, cinnamon dolce latte for Alicia. It's one of her favorites. We've got a venti Earl Grey hot tea for Tim. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah. Some of our favorites. Or, you know, from time to time, we see that they're having the Powerball, this big lottery thing, millions and millions of dollars. And then they say, you know, the winning number has been picked. And we're trying to identify who is it that owns that ticket, has that, has that ticket. I saw a poster the other day on a, uh, a telephone pole, and it had uh, lost dog found. And so they're trying to find the owner. You know, sometimes you're at a place, and they'll come on the PA and say, well, the owner of the blue Ford that's blocking the drive, please come in. And you have all those things. And the whole issue is, you know, ownership. What, 
you know, some of y'all got, uh, you know, your, your monogrammed everything and your initials carved into stuff and everything else because, you know, this whole issue of, of ownership. And ownership has a language to it, too. And the main word of ownership, does anybody know it? Mine. Here we go. go ahead and say it. Mine. Mine was actually one of your first words. And if you weren't able to articulate mine yet, guess what? It motivated you. Mine. Did you know what? Your first fights were over mine. That's my snack, my toy, my blankie. You know, mine. And we've got to learn what to do with this whole idea here of of mine. Most fights, most wars, most lawsuits are over mine. Mine. Uh, Left unchecked, and this is what you really have to get a hold of this morning. If, if we don't settle this, if we don't get clarity on this, you will frame your mind, your life, and your world that for the rest of your life, you're going to be fearful, frustrated, and fighting. Hear me. If you think you're the owner of everything in your life, which means you framed it wrong. If you think you're the owner, it's my stuff, my stuff, mine, 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 your life is going to be filled the rest of your life till you get this settled. Fearful, frustrated, fighting. Some of you this morning sitting right where you're sitting, you're, you're a little steamed, you're a little put off. Had wonderful worship, pastor's back, that's great, but I'm a little upset, and I'll tell you what you're upset about. It's because a visitor is sitting in my seat. Well, guess what? At Meadowbrook, we don't do my seat, you know? I do one just because I got to make sure I got one, you know, near, nearby. Or somebody parked in your parking space or, you know, whatever it would be. You know, you stepped on my toe. You looked at my girlfriend. You, you know, it's, it's mine, mine, mine all the way through. And then we all have our stuff. How many of you have stuff? And don't mess with people's stuff. My stuff. My stuff. We all have stuff. We, we buy stuff. We save up for stuff. We trade for stuff. We barter for stuff. We get our stuff, we look at our stuff, we play with our stuff, we dust our stuff, we paint our stuff, we display our stuff, we brag about our stuff, we hide our stuff, we bring it back out, we ride our stuff, we insure our stuff, look at me, and then we die. And now my stuff is somebody else's stuff and they're not going to value my stuff like I value my stuff. And so what was, I would fight you over now is on the 50 cent table at the yard sale. Am I right? And, and one day all your stuff's going to go to somebody else. And I've watched it, I've watched it happening even in my own family, you know, somebody passes and somebody looks through it and goes, eh, we don't need that. And it, and it just, you know, it gets dumped somewhere. It's stuff. And yet we have such a hard time giving. And we had such a hard time sharing. And eventually, it's all going to be given away anyway. I believe this very strongly. Whenever a child begins to say, mine, it is time to teach them to give and to share. Well, not all of us got taught that as children. So we're having a series, y'all, called... 
his, not mine, so we can get a little remedial help and get caught up on this. And you know, it's amazing that sometimes nature shows us what we look like and what we sound like with all this mind stuff. Look at this little clip here real quick. That's one of our small groups. No, no, no. It was not, it was not. We must settle, hear this, we must settle this pivotal, fundamental, foundational issue of ownership. And the only way to settle it, listen, is to discover our most basic call. Listen to me, the words count. Our most basic call, which is this. Stewardship, stewardship. And when we understand stewardship, that we actually manage something that belongs to somebody else, his, not mine, then you're going to be freed from a life of frustration and fear and fighting. And I want to say it again. I just feel impressed to say it. Until you get it settled, you're going to spend, you're setting yourself up for the rest of your life to be frustrated and to be fearful and ready to fight. Because you think you're an owner. And we're not an owner. We're a steward. Everybody say his, not mine. Now, um, how many of you had your, your own room growing up? Anybody? I did sometimes. It's like, depending on where we lived or if my brother was gone, you know, or, or whatever. And when you got your own room, I can remember this. I, I ordered this, but I had a little sticker, Timmy's room. Put that on your door. Uh, I can remember putting up a sign, stay out, this means you. (laughs) You know, it's my room, y'all. My room, my stuff, that's where I go to play, I sleep, I sneak snacks into there. It's my room. Your parents go, go put that in your room. Go clean your room, go to your room. You know, it's my room. And then after a while, you start to realize mom and dad can come and go anytime they want from my room. They send me to my room. They tell me to go clean my room. And then they announce to you, Grandma's coming to stay with us for three weeks, and she's going to be staying in, in your room. You, do you know what the problem is? It's really not your room. You just manage your room. Are you all hear me? I know I've told you this before, but I remember it was about 10th grade or so. I took my money and went to the mall, and I bought a poster of Farrah Fawcett. (laughs) My poster put on my wall in my room, because I'm a man, (laughs) y'all. And I went to school, and when I came back, my mom took my poster out of my room. (laughs) Because she wasn't having none of that, all right? All right. Now back to our program. (laughs) Ownership and stewardship. Let's go back and look at Psalm 24 again. The earth, get this, the earth is the Lord's. I mean, I just feel relief just reading that. 
The earth is the Lord's, everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. That's the good news. The bad news is God is very, very ill. He's sick, he's weak, and he's forgetful. Hardly. He's more fresh and vibrant as every second ticks by. Because he's the eternal God and he always has been and he always will be. And nobody brought him in and nobody will take him out. And he's the almighty. All, not just mighty, all mighty. Not just king, king of kings. He's able to declare the end from the beginning. And it's all his. I said it's all his. And he's not, you know, God's not stuck on his phone and missing out what's happening in the world. God's not all tied up in the newspaper and missing out, you know, on what's happening in your life. I mean, this is a great, big, wonderful, mighty, awesome, awesome, awesome God. And it's all his. It's all his. Look with me also in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Don't you realize that your body, everybody say, my body. My body. Your body whoa, is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. All right, get ready. Brace yourself. You do not belong to yourself. You do not belong to yourself. Go ahead. For God bought you. Ownership just changed. God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. You belong to God. Everything belongs to God, but you belong to God. Everybody say, I belong to God. You belong to God. Every, and when we talk about you, it's not just your name and your face. It's not just your identity. You belong to God. Everything about you belongs to God. Your time, your talent, your treasure, your influence, anything you've got a key for, your temple, your body. Did you know your body is not yours? You can't, well, it's my body and do what I want with my body. I can go with whoever I want with my body. Do it. No, no, no. You are confused about ownership. My day is my day. My dollar is my dollar. No, 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 no. It's all his, not mine. And so I've got to understand I belong to him in everything I have belongs to everything within my reach, everything I can see, everything I have, everything with my name on, anything I've got a key to, anything that is mine, anything that I am, anything that even isn't as tangible, it all belongs to him. Everybody say his, not mine. Um, C.S. Lewis uh, wrote an incredible book. It's a classic called The Screwtape Letters. It's satirical in a way. Uh, it's incredibly creative. And what happens, there's a senior demon, okay? So he's evil. A senior demon named Uncle Screwtape. And he's writing letters to instruct and train a junior demon named Wormwood on this. You ready? How to destroy a Christian's life. Now, C.S. Lewis is brilliant and godly, and it'd be worth the read. And Again, get this. The senior demon is telling a younger demon how to destroy, you ready, your life. So let me read you just an excerpt of one of the ways. He says, the sense of ownership. This is Uncle Screwtape writing this, demon. 
The sense of ownership in general is always to be encouraged among humans. The humans are always putting up claims to ownership, which sound equally funny in heaven and in hell. And we must keep them doing so. And all the time the joke is that the word mine in its fully possessive sense cannot be uttered by a human being about anything. In the long run, our father, now get the context, a demon is speaking, our father, so that's the devil. In the long run, our father, the devil, or the enemy, which would be God, will say mine of each and everything that exists and especially of every man. They will find out in the end, never fear, to whom their time, their souls, their bodies, and their possessions really belong, but certainly not to them. At present, the enemy, and in this context, God, says mine of everything based on the fact that he made it. Our father, and again in this context, the devil, hopes in the end to say mine of all things on the more realistic dynamic of conquest. And so how do you ruin a Christian's life? Get them confused about ownership. Get you thinking that I'm my own man. I'm my own person. I manage my own destiny. I bring myself up by my own bootstraps. Can I tell you, you wouldn't even be able to say bootstraps if it wasn't for the goodness of God. My stuff and don't mess with my stuff. And don't look at my stuff unless I invite you to look at my stuff. And we get all confused about ownership when instead the real deal is stewardship. Look with me in First Chronicles chapter 29. Y'all still out there? First Chronicles 29. David is helping to build the temple. He's actually raising the money for it. And he says this to the Lord. This is powerful. He said, yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory. The victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Go ahead. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Watch this. But who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? They were giving offerings to build this this temple. They said, who are we? We're able to even give anything. He said, for all things come from you. And of your own, we have given you. If you participated earlier in giving tithes and offerings, guess what? You didn't give my money. As a steward... Hopefully you did what God wanted you to do with what he entrusted you with. When we sang and offered worship to the Lord, even the breath that we used to worship him came from him. And we've got to understand it's all his and not mine. I'm a steward, not an owner. You are a steward, not an owner. Pastor, I've worked hard for what I have. No, God has blessed you. You've You've participated, you've cooperated. Work is essential. All labor leads to profit, but it's God's systems. It's, it's cooperating with the plan of God to have the best life and the blessed life you do it God's way. But we're not owners, we're stewards. And I go ahead, I have to tell you this. You are not an owner. You're a steward. And that is our most basic call 
that we would be a steward of all that God has entrusted us with. Let me give you a good definition here for a steward. It's when you, it's to handle or manage with the goals of the owner in mind. Get this again. It's to handle or manage with the goals of the owner in mind. So we have to understand who the owner is. Otherwise, if we think we're the owner, we're going to handle things with our goals in mind. And I'm going to tell you, that's where it's going to start to head south. Y'all here? Um, There are people that are called financial planners or money managers. Another word would be steward. Alicia and I didn't go to one until just a few years ago, and we're very glad that we did. You don't have to have a lot of money to go to one. It just helps you to be wise and to plan and to know what to do. And um, uh, I would just encourage you to do it, to have somebody look at what you're, you're wanting to accomplish and, what, and the best use of what you have. And, and when we went to, to the one that we, we go to, here's one of the first things that he said, and this is what I think should be said. He said, what are your goals? What is it that you want to happen? Is this just so you can have a retirement or is this so you can lay up an inheritance for your children or is it both? Or is it you just want to have a crazy amount of money so that last year of your life you can have a bucket list and go wild? You know, what, what is it that you, that you want to do? Do you want to be able to give into some organization? What is it they want to know what your goals are? And you know what? I feel good about that. They'll ask you, what, what level of risk are you comfortable with? So that you could kind of know, and, and I, I appreciate it. And then, then I, I don't know all those things. I can't keep up with all, uh, you know, what's going on in the market and everything else. And so to have somebody that can manage or steward that for you is, is an awesome thing. Amen. What if we went into a money manager's office and when we came in, the guy got up all happy and came over and shook hand. I am so glad you're here because my wife has been wanting new living room furniture. And there's a couple little cosmetic surgeries she's wanting. And there's this cruise we've been dying to go on. And finally, now we can go because you came in here and brought some money into my office. Guess what? You better go on and take the money and run, you know, at that point, right? Because it's not about your goals. Well, guess what? We're like that guy sometimes. You know, God entrusts us with something and we go and do what we want to do without checking in. And I think what we need to do is check in with the owner. Can I get an amen this morning? I think on a daily basis, everybody say daily. I think daily you just need to get before God and and just let him know that you remember he's the owner. God, I belong to you. I can't even breathe another second longer unless you give it to me. I belong to you. Head to toe, inside and out, I belong to you. And everything I have, everything around me, it's yours. It's yours. And then ask him this, what do, you, what do you want to see done with it? And ask him daily, how do you want me to use my day? How do, you, how do you want me to use dollars? How do you want me to use my talents? How do you want me to use my influence? I ask him every day. You know, and I, and I think you're going to live more of a life of generosity when you, when you let God be owner and you just be steward. Because then at his impulse, he'll say, Hey, you know that $20 you found in your jeans that you forgot you had? Y'all ever done that? And what do you go? Mine! Mine, 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 mine. You know what? Maybe God tucked that away for you. And on this day, he says, you know, there's going to be somebody today and I'll nudge you when it's time. 
And you might be in a store or wherever else and the Lord go there. And you go, Lord, this is my money. No, it's not your money. And when you understand that, I'll tell you what, there's a freedom that will come to your life. My brother, I mentioned him earlier, Terry, um, he loves being outside. For years, he's managed those plantations or farms and kind of what they are, they're massive pieces of property. And usually rich people up north own them and they come down four or five times a year just to hunt. And so they've got to have a manager. So the owner lives elsewhere and they've got to have a manager. And so like on the one my brother's at, and this is the smallest one that he's managed, and it's 500 acres. He just started a couple months ago on this one. And so there's a beautiful lodge there. There's a couple of lakes there. That's where I caught my fish. Well, that was weak. But, um, um, and he's to plant certain things to help draw quail and dove and deer and just keep it maximized so that, you know, when the owner comes or brings people, you know, and it's time to hunt, that they're able to hunt. So a couple of months ago when my brother interviewed with this guy and they drove all around and looked at it and then he hired my brother to be the manager. The owner hired the manager. And he said to my brother finally, he said, Terry, I just want you to take this whole place and treat it like it's yours. And my brother said, no, sir. I'm going to treat it like it's yours. And there's a big difference. Treat it like it's the owner's. And so then my brother commenced to asking him, what do you want? What do you want to see happen in this place? And then you've got your marching orders. And then something new and powerful happens in your life. Listen, you've got to settle this. And don't miss the next couple minutes here. You've got to settle this whole issue of ownership. It's his, not mine. I'm not even mine. My body is not even mine. It's his, not mine. And and until you settle it, and I know I've told you this five times, but don't miss this. Until you settle that, you've set yourself up that for the rest of your life, you're going to be fearful. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be fighting. But instead, there's a line that you can step over where you can have peace and contentment and security. Because now you realize I'm not the owner, I'm the steward. And because God's the owner, everything that belongs to him, he can provide for it. He can protect it. He can direct you concerning that. Are you all hear me? And listen, when I understand I belong to God and everything I have belongs to God, listen to me, understand this. God knows how to take care of what belongs to him. When you understand stewardship, when you understand that everything within your reach belongs to him, he'll provide, he'll protect, he'll direct, he knows how to take care of what belongs to him. Don't miss this, don't miss this. If you understand that, then you also will understand this, that no one can take anything from you. And no one can take advantage of you. Because it's not mine. And God knows how to take care of what belongs to him. I wouldn't, listen, I wouldn't want to be the person that took advantage 
of somebody who belonged to God. I wouldn't want to be the person that tried to take something that someone was stewarding for God. God will take care of you. God will provide. God will protect. God will restore. God will replace. But I'm telling you, you step across that line. I am yours, not mine. All this is yours, not mine. You step across that. The fear goes. The frustration goes. I don't have to fight anymore. I can enter into the peace and the contentment and the security that what belongs to God, God knows how to take care of it. Go ahead and say it. His, not mine. One more time. His, not mine. Why don't you hold your hands out just right in front of you this morning. I want to seal this in prayer this morning. Father, every one of us come to you this morning and we declare your lordship. That you are the owner and the ruler and the master. And right now we just inventory in our minds real quick everything that you've entrusted us with. Our body, our talents, anything we've got a key for, all the stuff at our house, all the things that we've somehow gathered. Lord, help us to get clear of this. Help us to settle this and not be confused about ownership and realize we're a steward. We declare over our life and everything pertaining to our life, it's yours, not mine. It's yours, not mine. And we trust you that you know how to take care of what belongs to you. We enter into your rest. We enter into that contentment. We enter into that security and confidence of knowing this. And God, show yourself strong. And for those that feel like they've been taken advantage of or somebody's taken from them or something is owed to them, let them enter into your rest knowing you will take care of them. And we thank you for it. May we never be confused again. May, us, may we every day settle this again, declare it, and restate it again. It's yours, not mine. It's yours, not mine. Show me what you want me to do. I thank you, Lord. That is the best life, and that is the blessed life. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?